down to business join seasoned entrepreneur community leader and army veteran scott shalom klein who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in america's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact creating jobs and telling their story in entrepreneurship so let's get down to business on am 560 the answer here's your host shalom klein and indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information. You will not want to miss it. Let's jump right in. I've been excited for this conversation with a real impact maker in the community, and that is Gina Diaz who's an attorney and owner of Diaz Case Law in Berwyn, Illinois. Uh, Gina has, uh, has been uh, very successful and has seen how investing in real estate has helped her grow her financial knowledge and portfolio. And uh, essentially, in the interest of trying to, to help and inspire others, she became one of the founding members of the Berwyn-based nonprofit, We Win LLC. We're going to talk all about it. Gina Diaz, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Shalom, for having me on. I'm very excited to talk with you today. Absolutely. So let's talk, start by talking about your background, and then we'll dive into the organization, the important work that you do. Gina, um, again, an attorney, um, but uh, you've dabbled into that world of real estate investing. How did that, both of those two pieces of your life come together? <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you so much. How much time we got? No, I'm kidding. I'll give you the short <laughs> version. Um, so I, um, I uh, was born in, uh, in Mexico, came here when I was about six years old. And um, I always knew that like my parents wanted me to, you know, get a better life. Obviously, that's why they came here and, and uh, brought me here. So education was always a priority for me. And um, I started working at a law firm downtown um, when I was 18 years old. And I really, really enjoyed it. And that's how I realized, you know, I think I want to try this law school thing. So I go to law school and um, I start practicing uh, criminal defense and some family law and then dabbled in immigration um, to help, obviously, my community as well. As I'm an immigrant, I wanted to help others, you know, get a lawful path to to being legalized in the United States. And uh, my husband actually was a realtor. And he's the one that said, you know, why don't you try doing some real estate? And I'm like, well, I really don't want to go show houses and all that stuff. And he's like, well, as an attorney, you know, you could do closings and this and this and that. So I started um, doing a little bit of real estate, became a real estate broker myself. And um, during the crisis of 2008, 2009, when, you know, the, the housing uh, crisis we had, I started doing a lot of foreclosure defense and loan modifications for people and realized that, you know, like real estate is actually one of those things that you can do so much with it. And, um, I started doing my own practice. I left the firm that I was working at, started doing my own practice, but didn't really have like a 401k or anything really to fall back on, right? So I was like, well, what is going to be my retirement? What's going to be my 401k if like tomorrow, you know, I get hit by a bus and I can't walk or I can't talk or, you know, whatnot? You never know, right? Um, a friend of mine said, you know, real estate investing is really the best thing you can do. And I like many people thought, well, I don't have that kind of money to go and buy properties and flip them and do all that stuff. And I stumbled upon a, a real estate investing group that um, really helped me take it to that level. 
and I started, and my husband started doing um, real estate investing with other people's money. Um, so we didn't have to have any of our own money to be able to do this. And right now we have scaled up to over 50 rental properties. We've done about 20 some flips and wholesales. And um, naturally because of that, I started uh, doing a lot of work for other investors as an attorney. So um, right now I um, am a investor certified attorney here in Illinois where I work with investors on all types of wholesaling, uh, retail uh, buys and sells, commercial, residential, um, you name it, uh, what type of transaction you want to do, we can help you do it the right way. So that's kind of how, like, I started, you know, doing the whole real estate thing. That's wild. That's wild. Wow. Congratulations on all of your success. And, uh, and that's, that's an incredible story and incredible background. I appreciate you sharing everything. But if that was not enough, um, all of those things that, again, you've been busy with, uh, as well as, again, your practice, DS Case Law, again, in Berwyn, Illinois, you really uh, scaled up with some, uh, with some partner founder members in uh, We Win LLC because, again, you're really passionate about entrepreneurship because that's what you are as well, income-producing um, real estate, which is great. So We Win, what do you do other than win? Yeah, right. Um, so during the, the course of us, uh, you know, investing, I, uh, me and my best friend, who was also part of this program, we, you know, we came across a lot of women that where like, you know, I've always wanted to be an investor, but, you know, normally when you think of the word investor, you think of a man traditionally or, you know, someone with like that has the kind of money or a construction worker or whatnot. So we're like, no, there's actually a lot of women that are investors. So we created this platform called We Win, which stands for Woman Entrepreneur, Women Investor Network. And um, the whole purpose of it was to kind of create a safe space for women that we can kind of come together and help each other grow in the real estate investing market and any um, any type of entrepreneurship. So we created We Win LLC, which is a for-profit, for, um, and we do a lot of education there for women. But then because of COVID, we created We Win uh, Foundation, which is a non-for-profit. And we basically um, tell investors, hey, you know, don't just invest in a community, also um, help that community grow and help it become profitable. So we get them to donate money to the We Win Foundation, and then we go out to that community and we give um, you know, uh, food drives, cold drives, back to school drives, turkey drives, anything that we can to help the people of that community. Um, we did rental assistance, um, anything that we can help to get that community, you know, to give back to the community not just invest in it, but also give back to it to help it grow. And obviously the better we make a community, the better it is for all of us. So that's when we What an incredible, project. yeah, what an incredible, uh, you know, uh, full enterprise that you've developed um, with that social impact. Uh, again, coming right back uh, to your own community, again, and empowering future entrepreneurs, um, women in business, um, you know, teaching, investing, teaching entrepreneurship, really all of these great signs. But again, giving back in the community, whether it's around housing assistance and all of these other areas, quite impressive indeed. So um, how long has it been, Gina, since you got started? And are there any um, specific, uh, you know, uh, profiles of people that you've been able to prop up and help to empower to develop their own business enterprises as well? Yeah, so I started um, with the real estate investing. I started about four years ago, um, which is when, um, you know, we actually started investing, like I said, using other people's money and being able to scale up. Obviously, I uh, became a lawyer licensed in uh, 2007. So I've been doing that for a while. 
Um, and what we've been able to do since we started uh, with WIN, which we started um, three years ago, uh, we've helped a couple women get grants to like be able to like uh, start their first investing uh, journey, whether it's like it's a grant for you to be able to give an earnest money deposit on a property or even just like uh, during COVID for people to be able to pay off their rent and stuff like that, or people that were already had a business, but they were on the verge of possibly having to close that business because of the COVID impact. We helped them find ways to supplement that income and whether it's via investing or whether it's via like helping them with their own business and giving them ideas on how to market, how to business plan so that they didn't have to shut down during this awful time. That's fantastic. I'm chatting with Gina Diaz, uh, again, one of the founders of the We Win Foundation, uh, as well as, again, a successful real estate investor and successful attorney and list and accolades and bio goes on and on. So, Gina, we're coming close to the end of our conversation. And I want to ask you one last question, which is, um, what's next? What's what's next for We Win? What's next for you, Gina? Um, And some of your goals for uh, for 2024 and beyond? Oh, wow. What's next, right? It doesn't stop. (laughs) Well, I mean, we definitely want to keep empowering women and just empowering people in general, help them, you know, become entrepreneurs and be successful at it. So we are developing more courses, more avenues, getting, trying to get funding from other sources to help people get started. Um, And, you know, eventually, hopefully, be able to have uh, not just in Illinois, because right now we're just doing it in Illinois, but be able to do it in other states and um, help them grow worldwide. You know, the, the, the sky's the limit. I love it. I love it. I love the, uh, the passion, the, uh, the, the foresight, um, what you're doing really, uh, this is something that uh, I know will go a long way. And, and, you know, uh, it's very impressive what you've done. And I'm, I'm not oblivious to the fact that when you talk about four years, you look at what has gone on in our world over the past four years. So what an incredible accomplishment throughout a pandemic to, to uh, accomplish all this. Gina, how can we learn more about the important work that you're doing and get in touch with you and your team? Sure. Um, well, they can always go to my website is uh, diazcase.com or um, my office number is 773-579-0140. Again, we are located in Berwyn, 7116th Street in Berwyn, and I do have another office in Lombard. Um, so there's all very different ways to get a hold of me or even email me at gina at diazcaselaw.com. Perfect. And we'll make sure it's easy for people to reach you through uh, through our show notes as well. Gina Diaz, appreciate you coming on the program. Thanks so much for joining us. We've got to squeeze in a very quick break here on Get Down to Business. But be sure to check out our podcasts on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business. Just rate, review, and share. Get a quick break. Don't touch that bell. We'll be right back. And we're back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Thrilled to be joined. But yes, so I've been waiting for for quite a while, and that is Dr. Eric Recker. Dr. Eric Recker helps people learn how to hashtag win the now. We're going to talk a lot about that over the next little bit. Um, Eric has worn a lot of hats. He pilot, speaker, author, mountain climber, recovering triathlete, and the list goes on and on. And we're going to talk all about what's sort of driving him. But today, in addition to running a thriving dental practice, he loves... And Eric is committed to helping people learn to win the now. Eric Recker, thanks so much for joining us on the program. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here. 
Absolutely. So I, you have quite a story. Uh, I know uh, some of it involves bullying. And I want to get to know the person behind the microphone. Um, just understand a little bit about your upbringing background that led you to arriving at the, again, hashtag win the now, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So you have a story about bullying. Can you share that with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So I have more of what I would call an everyday story of bullying. Some people were really brutally bullied. I have more, I think, something that everyone can relate to. So part of the biggest thing with bullying for me was never being included. So I struggled with friends. I really struggled uh, on the recess playground. And uh, when I was growing up in the early 80s on the playground, uh, kickball at recess was life. And when you're told that you can't play kickball at recess, and you're told that you can't play, not picked last, just you can't play because you're not good enough, uh, then that's something that sticks with you. So a lot of my story comes from overcompensating, trying to prove those bullies hmm. right for the rest of my life when uh, they moved on from me a long time ago. And I only realized that within the last couple of years. Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with Dr. Eric Recker. Um, and, you know, really appreciate you sharing and being so uh, transparent about that. Um, you've been through a lot, uh, Eric. You, I know you have a, you've had a very successful dental practice, but if I uh, can sort of connect the dots, uh, I, if I understand COVID-19 probably was not very good for the, uh, for that dental world, that whole idea of sort of being in people's faces and all that. Um, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about what, that, what happened to your practice during that period of time, and maybe even in the subsequent years, and, and what we need to know and how you've been able to stay busy and actually not just survive, but actually thrive during that time. Yeah, so I'm not sure if we were public enemy number one during the pandemic, but uh, since we created aerosols with the procedures we do, we were listed pretty high on the list of potential contagions, people that would, uh, it, was, it was perceived to be dangerous to be in our office. So we ended up being closed down for eight weeks, uh, which in some states it was much worse, but that eight weeks was tough. It was really hard to be away from people, to not have structured time, and really, that was the time when the win the now concept was born. Uh, I committed to early on in the pandemic, spending 30 minutes of quiet a day, time that I would just try to let my mind idle and try to figure out what was next. So in that time of actually being quiet, I realized that a big majority of my life, I had not lived in the present moment. I was stuck in the past or worried about the future. So that's where the win the now hashtag came from. And it has been transformative in my life as far as learning to live present, but really transforming in the lives of my uh, coaching clients, the people I speak to. And it's a message that I'm trying to share because I think we're struggling with living absent in our own lives. No question. I'm sure all of our listeners, regardless of whether you own a business, you work in a business, whatever your background might be, um, you know, living in, in, in the moment and when the now, as you say, is certainly a, an important message right now. And uh, again, appreciate you sharing the story. I'm chatting with Dr. Eric Recker, who is in a very accomplished speaker, uh, triathlete, which I know is something that you picked up also during that uh, COVID-19 period, which is, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, a lot of folks were, uh, were learning how to, uh, 
had to get Netflix on multiple devices. You were doing something <laughs> a little bit more than just that. Um, but I wanted that deeper into the win the now. Um, Eric, how do you see people getting achievement and fulfillment mixed up? Those two words I know in your book are, are not exactly one and the same. Yeah. So if we are focused on achievement, then nothing is, I, I have found that nothing is ever going to be enough. So I like to talk about if we don't know why we're climbing the mountain, we aren't going to find the answer at the top. And so whether it's been triathlon or mountain climbing or bike racing, whatever pursuit I've done, I have just pushed and pushed and pushed for the next achievement. Again, still trying to, I believe, prove some of those bullies wrong in my life. And it wasn't until I got to the top of a mountain in Colorado that I realized there's always gonna be another mountain. There's always gonna be another achievement. But in the midst of that, how do you find true value in that? How do you find that feeling of it is well with my soul? How do you find that, fe that feeling of, oh man, I accomplished this, but let's celebrate it and let's really enjoy this moment instead of just being on to the next thing. Cause there's always, I don't care who you are and how high you climb a mountain, there's always gonna be another mountain. No question about it. And I'm honestly just rereading your bio as I'm talking to you. You know, you spent the first half of your life doing what you had to do. But I look at the list of achievements, experiences with triathlon, mountain climbing, owning a dental practice with, I need to tell our listeners, a team of over 20, becoming a pilot, extensive travel, a lot of accomplishments. But now in the second half of your life, I know it sounds like you're committed to helping people learn to live present in their own lives and find a life of fulfillment and not just accomplishment. You're doing that through a lot of speaking and writing. And again, that hashtag of win the now. So Eric, listening to our program in Chicago and around the world, we've got a lot of folks, like I said earlier in the intro, a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, folks that do believe that, you know, you need to never be satisfied with the with the status quo and, and make sure that you're continuing to grow um, and and have a vision have a dream and so on so Eric we are a we are an action-based show we want to make sure we leave our listeners especially as we approach the believe it or not the latter half of this of this calendar year over here with real practical advice that can help them be more successful both personally and professionally what homework assignments would you leave our listeners with? Yeah, I, I would say that we need to know what success looks like in this stage of our life. We are going to end up with a lot of different stages of life. Success is going to look different at different points in life. It looks different for me now than what it did when I was trying to get through dental school and build a dental practice. So again, I go back to if you don't know why you're climbing the mountain, then you're not going to find the answer at the top. So know why you are doing what you are doing. Achievement is great, it's important, but you have to know why you're doing it or you are gonna burn out. So understanding what success looks like, just taking out a piece of paper and writing down, what does success look like for me in August of 2023? And then revisit that six months from now or a year from now, because it might look different. And then understand why you're doing what you're doing. Are you just doing it because you're told that you have to keep achieving or is there a bigger picture to your why of uh, why you're pushing so hard? 
Absolutely. And I feel this might be uh, almost contradictory to the entire message, but Eric, um, in your, uh, in your uh, inspiration, in the, in the uh, authorship, in the speaking that you're doing, you know, what's next for you? What's next for you? How are you going to continue to spread this message of win the now? And of course, where can our listeners find you and learn more about the important work that you're doing? Yeah, so I have another book that I'm working on that hopefully will come out towards the end of the year about burnout and then uh, being uh, being overcommitted and not taking care of ourselves. So I'm really excited to get that out later this year. Uh, but in the meantime, um, you know, it's just one of those things when you have a message inside of you that is so big that it needs to get out. And then it's evolving. So I'm just figuring out what the what the next ways to share it. So it would be through if you want to get a, if you want to find me, the easiest place is just my website, ericrecker.com, uh, E-R-I-C-R-E-C-K-E-R.com. That has information on how to book me as a speaker, how to have a conversation about coaching. Uh, my blog is on there, a link to my book. Uh, all things win the now start there. So you can also go to uh, my different social media channels from there and uh, subscribe to uh, a really neat, what I think is really neat, five days to knock back burnout challenge. If you're feeling burnout, that's a good way to start getting a solid look at it and seeing what you might be able to do next. Fantastic. Dr. Eric Recker really enjoyed our conversation. Again, hashtag win the now. Uh, we'll link in our show notes uh, as well, but really enjoyed our conversation and appreciate you sharing a very important message, certainly more relevant today than ever. Uh, you are listening to Get Done Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We've got to squeeze in a quick break. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali, thehealthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance and affordable care act needs. Quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've got a treat for you. I'm thrilled to be joined by Mr. Hilario Etriago, who is an experienced international insurance professional with over 23 years in the industry. Uh, Hilario leads Box Insurance as U.S. president, a global insurtech with its USA headquarters in Miami. He's also the chairman of the LATAM Insurtech, an, uh, an accelerator platform fueled by Broker Tech Ventures. Hilario, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for the invite. Absolutely. You've got a very impressive background and you know a lot about insurance. One of the things that I've heard you talk about previously on other podcasts and things that you've written before is about cyber insurance. So Hilario, very simple question. Let's cut right to the chase. Why do individuals and families in the United States need cyber insurance? That's a great question and one that we are thrilled to talk to you about. You know, cyber uh, attacks have... Uh, gone on the increase, you know, year after year, particularly after the pandemic, given that everybody, you know, spent so much time online, you know, the, uh, the advent of uh, remote work, et cetera, et cetera. And so it is really no longer the corporations um, that are, you know, the targets of, of cyber attacks, you know, small and medium businesses are becoming more and more um, target grounds because they're, they're very good training uh, targets for hackers but also individuals and families who spend more time online with more devices at home connected to the cloud, uh, more streaming, et cetera. And so knowing that your credentials are out there uh, and they're out there in more and more data exposed, uh, it's something that's really, really important for you to protect yourself. 
Oh, no question about it. You're absolutely right. That makes perfect sense. So a lot of folks, you know, whether you listen to the radio or, you, or you're searching online, you'll inevitably come up with lots of ads for different identity theft and even competing cyber insurance um, services and products. So what makes your company, Box Insurance, uh, your offerings different from all those other services? So uh, it's really important to understand uh, the different um, uh, offers out there for cyber protection. There is, you know, the protections around uh, cyber security that I would call, which are, you know, an evolution of the good old antivirus <laughs> uh, products of, of, of a previous generation that now offer you tools and services to protect yourself, to monitor your identity, to see if your credentials have been part of a hack uh, of a third party, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we are offering that because you know software is, is a pretty common thing these days around cyber protection. Um, but we also offer the insurance coverage that comes and remediates with expenses coverage for, um, for, for your family and for individuals. So it's the best of both worlds. You'll get tools of the trade to cyber protect yourself, your identity, monitor it 24-7 given the nature of cyber as a, as a universal uh, and global risk. But we also then say, in the event that those tools cannot prevent uh, you from being a victim, then here we are with an insurance coverage that you of your choosing uh, with the right limit for your uh, business or family uh, that will kick in and cover expenses for different type of coverages. Uh, and that in itself, it's the difference between, as I would call it, having Microsoft Word versus having Microsoft Office. Quite the comprehensive solution, um, which is great. I'm chatting with Hilario Itriago from Box Insurance. Uh, Hilario, you've already alluded to it. You've talked about that, that you know, how things have, have changed over time, that the, the cyber threat is evolving. It's definitely what's, what's true today is not going to be true tomorrow. Um, but I, I really just wanted to zoom out for the next minute or so um, before we have to start wrapping up. Uh, to understand how, from your perspective, the cyber insurance uh, industry uh, specifically, but also just cyber in general, uh, how the space has evolved in the past in the past period, and what we're looking forward to in the coming years. Well, you know, certainly um, the the sophistication on how do uh, targets of cyber hacks um, uh, from hackers are going to be are just going to be even more so than than in previous years. So that demands that there's a far more comprehensive approach to protecting yourself. Uh, many people would think, okay, I need more tools and more technology and more tools and more technology to be up to date. Well, the reality is that you do need those technologies and tools to prevent and protect you against, but you could also have training and you could also you know, train your employees, train your, your, your family, get them to actually get content that explains you know, how to avoid a phishing attack, you know, how to react to ransomware, and things like that, because it is the human factor and the intelligence of individuals uh, in whatever their role might be, as I said, employees or, or at home, that would ultimately be the first line of defense to that sophistication that may, may come through from, from hackers as we go forward in the years to come. Absolutely. Larry, I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I know our listeners are probably astounded um, with, uh, again, the space that is, of course, the cyber threat, but also the protections that are available um, with cyber insurance, including from your company, Box Insurance. And we'll want to get in touch with you. So how can they do that? 
Oh, excellent question to, to wrap it up. Uh, you can visit our website, boxinsurance.com. That's box with a double X. Uh, you can also contact your insurance agent or insurance broker, and they will contact us. Um, and you can uh, contact me directly on LinkedIn. Um, you know, there's not that many Hilario Triagos out there, so you'll find me pretty easy. I'm well identified <laughs> with my box brand all over my profile. So uh, three easy ways to contact us. We're here to help you. We're here eager to make sure that there's a greater digitally safe place for everyone to, uh, to enjoy. Absolutely. Boxinsurance.com. And you can impersonate Hilario Itriago. Uh, only one identity out there. Hilario, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back and get done with business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by David Kirchen, who is a 35-year sales veteran with success in companies such as Bell South and Career Builder. He's, he was educated as an engineer, and he discovered the secrets to sales success by exploring behavioral psychology and the science of human decision-making. But in 2012, he founded Master Messaging to help clients increase their revenue by mastering the ability to elevate their value. Um, his new book is Six Times, uh, Convert More Prospects to Customers. And you can learn more at mastermessaging.com. We'll remind you of that as the show goes on. David Kirchin, welcome back. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, really excited to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. You have quite a bit of hands-on experience um, with uh, sales and now obviously helping to really operate at that strategic level by helping others do the same. So I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone just as we warm up and get started in the conversation. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became so addicted to this topic of sales. You know, it's interesting as I've worked with sales organizations over the years, every now and then I ask the question, how did you get into sales? And it, it, the interesting answer is there's very few sales professionals that start out uh, out of university or out of college with the goal of, I want to be a top salesperson. And so that was very similar for me. I ended up going to work for Bell South and I started more in the operational side of the business. And the leaders that I was working with uh, discovered pretty quickly that uh, my communication skills and my technical background lent itself to sales. And so I ended up uh, getting into sales with uh, Bell Sound. And that's where I spent my first 10, 11 years. And as you mentioned in the opening, from there, I went to Career Builder. And that's really where I got involved in leading sales teams, was able to build uh, the South Southeastern Sales Organization. 11 years Absolutely. ago. Yeah, 11 years ago, I made the decision to step out of the uh, corporate world and found Master Messaging so that I could spend more time helping salespeople elevate the value of the product or service that they represent in the conversations that they're having with their prospects and customers. That's wild. Thanks for sharing that, David. Um, I recently read an article uh, that you wrote, Three Sins of Selling Don't Make These Mistakes and Ruin Your Sale uh, Intro. And I know you argue in your new book, that what drives the success or failure of a sales conversation is essentially basic human nature that goes well and you stand above the fray, you overlook that and you can make critical mistakes. So, I mean, David, let's, let's drive into this, um, into uh, how do human beings make buying decisions? Well, the answer to that comes out of the work that Daniel Kahneman has done uh, over the last really 10, 15 years. Uh, Kahneman is one of the most brilliant behavioral psychologists in the world today. He wrote a book that many of your listeners may be familiar with called Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow. 
there's two things that come out of his work about human beings making decisions. One is that human beings make decisions based on meaning and emotion and then justify their decisions with logic and reason. And the interesting thing is that sales professionals tend to lean more on the logic and reason. They tend to think that if I can just make a logical business case as to why a prospect should use my product or service, they'll throw their hands up in order 10. And the reality is that's not true. There's the meaning and emotion part. Uh, quick, quick story to drive that point home. Had the opportunity to do a workshop for Oracle consultants, about 25 of them in the room, most successful salespeople I've ever been with, made the statement that you just heard me make, that we make decisions based on meaning and emotion. One of the participants raised their hand and I said, yeah, do you have a question? He goes, no, I disagree with what you just said. And I said, why? And he said, because I'm the most logical person you'll ever meet. I filter every one of my decisions through logic and reason. As a matter of fact, if you were to compare me with Mr. Spock, he would look like an emotional mess. And so I asked him the question, when was the last time you made a, a big purchase for either you, your family, or your business? And he said, oh, that's easy. I bought a new car about six months ago. I said, don't say another word. He goes, why? I said, just, hey, just stay with me. So I looked at the rest of the room and I said, I want you to put your logic hats on and then answer this question for me. What makes and models of cars would you buy if this were strictly a logical answer? What do you think they said? Oh, uh, you're asking me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm, 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 I'm entranced. I'm at the edge of my seat. Tell me. It, well, they answered, well, if, you know, for safety, a Volvo, for gas mileage, maybe a Prius, for a longevity, a Toyota Camry. They were giving very good, logical answers to the makes and models mm -hmm. of cars you would buy. So I turned back to the gentleman that had raised his hand and I said, hey, would you mind telling your teammates what kind of cars you buy? And he tried to whisper it to me. He goes, I bought a BMW. And I was like, the ultimate driving machine, that German engineering, are you kidding me? And he goes, all right, all right, you're right. It was an emotional decision, but I got a great deal. I said, there's the logical justification for your emotional decision. So that's one aspect of decision-making. The other one is the perception of value. And here's what Kahneman found. Value is perceived in a contrasting worldview. So it's literally, this is what your world looks like without my product, contrasted with this is what my world looks like with your product. And it's in the side-by-side -side comparison of those two worlds that people perceive value. So it's up to the sales professional to create that contrasting worldview in the early conversations that they're having with prospects so that the prospect can rightly understand the value. Here's another quick example. I take uh, and participate in a 50-mile bike ride for uh, raising money for kids with autism every year. It's called Bike to the Beach. Last year, they started this 50-mile bike ride in the middle of Delaware on a uh, portion of road that had recently been stripped of the top coat. Horrible conditions for riding a bike. Mm -hmm. Five miles, we get to the newly paved section of the road, and every one of the riders around me immediately exclaimed, oh, my gosh, this is the smoothest road I've ever been on. They would not have said that if we had started the ride on the smooth road. So again, Point well taken. Point yeah. well taken. David Kirchner, we're going to have to leave it right there. We're going to come back and continue talking about the three sins of selling in just a moment when we return and get done to business. Don't touch that dial. Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm continuing my conversation with David Kirchner, the author of a new book, 6X, Six Times. 6X, Convert More Prospects to Customers. Uh, David's been talking with us about uh, 
how human beings make buying decisions um, and really enjoying the conversation. So David, you know, let's jump right in. I mean, how, how do you differentiate a product or service that you are trying to, again, using that S word, that selling word in a commoditized market? What do you recommend to your clients and your, the folks that you're coaching? Yeah, differentiation can be a challenge in the world that we live in uh, because, again, the world that we live in is so commoditized. We have so many choices as to how to solve problems, either in our personal life or our business life. So the key is you have to rightly understand the world of the person that you're getting ready to have a conversation with. Specifically, what are the problems or challenges that they're facing in their role that your product or service can solve for? Then you need to look into the product or service that you represent and find either one of two things, something unique in your ability to solve the problem or the strength or the reason that most of your customers choose your product. In other words, what's behind the success that you're having? And what you want to do is focus the conversation, that discovery call around that uniqueness and and its ability to, to solve a problem. You know, it's interesting, having done workshops for, you know, close to 150 different companies, almost every salesperson says, yeah, I've got competition. Yeah, it's, it's hard to differentiate. But when you really start to drill into the product and services that they represent, you typically can find some things that are unique. It may be a feature that a competitor doesn't have. And that feature is able to solve a problem in, in a unique way. Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And, and what's really, really important, you know, for our listeners, entrepreneurs, small business owners from around the world, you know, everybody wants to know what are the practical things that they can be doing? What are the practical things that they can up their game and make a difference and see an impact, you know, in the here and now? Well, there, there's one that, that a lot of salespeople don't really take advantage of, uh, and that's storytelling. Incorporating story into the conversations that they're having with prospects and customers. And the reason that that's so important the use of story is the most effective means for communicating with another human being. We remember things that are contextualized into a story. So there's a very simple story arc that sales professionals can use. It's actually uh, documented in the book. And it starts with uh, having a conversation around the known challenges that a prospect is facing, the impact of those challenges on the uh, person that you're having a conversation with, And impact is something that a lot of salespeople miss because they they talk about the problem or challenge, but there's always a ripple effect in an organization that that problem has. And then once you've identified the impact, then you can shift the conversation and paint a picture of what their world would look like with your product or service, offer up some proof or a case study, and then dive into the details of what your product does to support uh, the understanding of how they, they can have this contrasting worldview. Well, David, I want to make sure our listeners can get in touch with you and pick up a copy of this fantastic new read. You've got so much to share, and I've enjoyed having this conversation. Look forward to bringing you back on. How can we get in touch? The easiest way is just go to our uh, website, mastermessaging.com. There's contact information there where you can reach out to us. You can also order the book uh, directly from the website as well. Fantastic, mastermessaging.com. And of course, we'll link in the show notes. Um, David, really enjoyed our conversation. Um, everybody can use better skills as they look to, uh, to improve their game. And uh, you know, one thing that I always say on this program is that every job is really, you are in sales and ultimately everybody can 
and should make a goal of before the end of the year. Uh, you don't need to wait to, to New Year's to make that resolution. Uh, again, up your sales game. There's nobody better to do it than David Kirkjian. And uh, you can get in touch, mastermessaging.com. We'll link in our show notes. But that is a wrap for us here on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM 560, The Answer, or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business, rate, review, and share. Makes it even easier for others to find out all about the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So to success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here.